It's time for the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking out District 1 and 2 activities throughout the state of Idaho, week in, week out. My name is Brandon Bainey. We are joined by our North Idaho resident expert, Ryan Skaggs, all bundled up. What's up, Skaggs? Not much. It's uh, it's it's cold. Yeah, it's going to be colder tonight, too. I think it's like minus 13 is the expected low coming up. And it's supposed to have like a minus 30 wind chill on, uh, on Wednesday night or Thursday. So, yeah, not to play weather or anything like that, but that's going to be it's brutal. And we're not on Christmas break yet either. So there, there's frustration there, too. Yes. Uh, Christmas <laughs> break for the uh, for the local schools uh, not happening until Friday. Well, yeah. But if you play basketball, if you if you play basketball, though, you get out early. So, Uh, yes, a lot of basketball teams are uh, on the road for holiday tournaments, and we will get to all of that. No bitterness on my part. Let's put it right. You're 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 a you're a frustrated parent, I think. Uh, Yeah, no, there's the let's just say the kids are ready for Christmas break. Um, yeah, the the insanity is ensuing in full swing. Right. Well, as uh, our listeners know, I'm headed your way soon uh, to, to move permanently yeah. to to Coeur d'Alene. But for now, I'm still in Pocatello. Uh, Poc- Pocatello schools got out last Friday. Like they're they're off now. They're off this week. Uh, they're off next they week. Go back what the fourth? Yeah, third or fourth, I think. So okay, something like that. But uh, it's uh, this cold snap is really affecting East Idaho, North Idaho. Uh, similarly, uh, Sunday, uh, right outside our front door, we have, you know, steps in a little walk and it was just like ice. So I, wow. you know, bought, I bought a big bag of the, uh, the road runner ice, melt the Costco, the Costco ice melt <laughs> and, uh, laid it down, but it was so cold that as quickly as it melted away, it just refroze. <laughs> so yeah. it's you like, gotta get the well, blue stuff, I guess, is what I've heard works best in cold. That's what I bought this last time. It's been working, but like it works to like minus thirteen or something like that. So I fe- I fell for the sure. for the marketing <laughs> scam of uh, oh the Roadrunner from Looney Tunes. He'd never steer me wrong. It's literally <laughs> ro- it's literally Roadrunner ice melt. So <laughs> don't buy the coyote one. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> go poorly for you. <laughs> yeah, I can. I kind of feel like Wiley Coyote a little bit. So yeah. Acme Ice Melt definitely <laughs> zero stars. <laughs> Acme Ice Melt. All right. Uh, okay, so uh, you can. Uh, Consume this podcast a couple of different ways, audio only at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. Uh, Video version of this as well at the idahosports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page. The biggest story to come out of uh, North Idaho sports over the past week, there were a couple, but to me, the biggest story, Ryan, was the annual tri-state wrestling meet. The premier programs from Washington, North Idaho, Montana, all converging upon Coeur d'Alene. For a pretty spectacular weekend of wrestling. Yeah, it was pretty outstanding. And and to see the, the finish, I mean, Ording had kind of a stranglehold um, in the points going into the second day. Uh, we knew Flathead was going to make a run there. Great team out of Montana, um, out of Kalispell. Great, great program. Um, they ended up winning the team title. Post Falls came in second. And uh, I was impressed with Post Falls, the way they showed up. Um, that lineup. It definitely bodes well for tournament scoring. And um, they were the top Idaho team, obviously. They beat defending state champ in Washington and Ording. They beat Meade, which is another great uh, program. They beat LeGrand out of Oregon. 
um, which is another premier program in the state of Oregon. Um, you know, so you look at them. I mean, they were the only team to finish in the top 10 from the state of Idaho. Um, but I mean, you had decent finishes, obviously, from some of the smaller schools. Lewiston got quite a bit out of their lineup and uh, Kellogg finished in the top 25, which was pretty impressive um, for them to have that type of finish. But yeah, it was just a great tournament. I mean, you had you had championships, Ryder Seguin from Post Falls, um, Gentry Smith and Trevor Miller all got championships from Tri-State. So they came home with the hardware um, for the Trojans and a great tournament from them. I mean, I was super impressed with Gentry, Gentry Smith and what he was able to do. Um, in that bracket. And that's a pretty tough weight class too, that, that he ended up winning the title at, uh, at 195 pounds. And he be, beat Liljenquist from uh, Mount Spokane, who's a great wrestler, um, a state qualifier for him. And so that was a great win uh, for them. And then obviously Trevor Miller getting the pin um, in the second round uh, for the championship there for, for the Trojans is a great showing. And um, I think what was more impressive was some of the guys that showed up in like the third and fourth place matches. Like you got a third place finish from Andrew Duke, uh, from Sandpoint, great showing for him. Uh, Hoyt Haas from Lewiston finished third. I know he was wanting the title, but he de- defeated a really good wrestler, Nathan Curry from Tahoma, which is over out uh, outside of the uh, Seattle area in the eastern King County. Um, I mean, Tyson Barnhart took fourth at 132 pounds. Dax Larson got fourth at 138, uh, who lost to a really good wrestler from Pullman. Um, so, yeah, there's just some great finishes. Trey Smith was in the top four. Um, as well as uh, Seth Martin got fourth place for Post Falls. John Rudabaugh was fourth place. So, like, really where Post Falls made their hay was, you know, they got into those blood rounds and they ended up getting the guys into the medals, which was a huge uh, boost for their for their team score. But also Preston Jeffs from Lakeland took fourth at heavyweight as well um, and a great showing. And also Robert Storm lost a heartbreaker um, in the championship match from Lewiston. So that was, uh, yeah, the, the Idaho schools and North Idaho schools looked look pretty great and i think you know the bell cow obviously is post falls this year yeah okay so as a wrestling novice still we do in in wrestling fans uh friendly reminder we have a standalone wrestling podcast each week uh during wrestling season here on idahosports.com uh it is called the matt chat Prepcast. You can search for that in your favorite podcast catcher. We have a page for it on our site, idahosports.com. If you want to watch the video of it, we do it live. We do the show live. Usually it's every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time, but uh, this week it's going to be Wednesday night because tonight, uh, Ryan, I have to go uh, broadcast a basketball game. So uh, uh, reason. between Shelly <laughs> Shelly and Skyline, which nobody cares about in North Idaho. So anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow night wednesday night seven o'clock pacific time we'll go live on the idahosports.com youtube channel facebook page and twitter account with our matt chat prep cast so as a wrestling novice i i'm trying to sound smarter <laughs> when it comes to my wrestling game explain to me real quick what are, what are the, what are the blood rounds so blood rounds are the rounds to get into your placing matches so it's the consolation round lose and go home you win you're going for hardware um, so it's those those later rounds where you've lost in the you know in the championship rounds you get knocked down. It's usually like you come out of like the semifinals or the quarterfinals, and you end up on the bottom half of the bracket. And it's those guys that just really scrap hard because there's team points attached to finishing. So like if you get like finishing placing points, um, it can really lift your team score. So you get into what it's called the blood rounds. It makes a huge difference 
um, for team titles. And that's where you know a lot of state championships in years past have been won and lost in the blood rounds, um, which I think is why so many people get really excited for those first couple rounds of the day um, or the last round of the night at the state tournament is because sometimes that tends to be your best matches because you get those guys that just refuse to go home and they want to take home some hardware and keep their season going. Definitely. And it's the, uh, the top, is it the top six or the top eight placers? Can so the top eight at tri-state place. Yeah. So yeah. they, they okay. place through eight. Okay. Uh, so yes, that was a good synopsis of what happened at tri-state. There were two other wrestling notes I wanted to touch on. Um, first of all, the first annual Andrew Beck Memorial Tournament was held over the weekend in Grangeville, of course. Andrew Beck, a uh, longtime wrestling coach, really a pioneer for girls wrestling in the state of Idaho. Tragically, his life cut short way too early, uh, passed away earlier this fall. So this was a nice tribute to him, uh, a lasting legacy, if you will. Uh, Clearwater Valley won the team title at the Andrew Beck Memorial Tournament doesn't really surprise me because in terms of smaller schools, and this was a smaller school competition, you know, Lewiston set yeah. their JV and, but you know, uh, Clearwater Valley is, is pretty good in terms of team competition. Oh yeah. No, them. And I mean, I look at them and I think one team that's getting overlooked a little bit is Kellogg in the two ways. I think they're both going to have great showings, um, especially as the season progresses, obviously another kid to watch is going to be Mateus McLean um, from priest river. Uh, now that he, they went down to, to two way, you know, he could be challenging for a state championship as well. Um, the Spartans have a decent lineup. So, so I mean, there's going to be teams that, that move from, from 3A to 2A for Kellogg and Priest River could bode really well for both those programs of the state tournament this year. Um, but there's there's some quality kids down at the, at the lower levels. You look at Potlatch, they always have a, a roster full of meat grinders too. And, you know, they got a couple hammers in there at 160 pounds. And, you know, so that, that you know, the, the smaller schools may not bring a full lineup necessarily, but that man, the guys that they bring are just high quality. Yeah. And that's the key when you get to state is new Plymouth Ryrie are kind of the two standard bearers for statewide competition. You know, they have the numbers. Can the teams from the North get enough quality points to offset that? That's what makes state wrestling. So fun to watch. Yeah. You got to have champs to make, to make that run. Um, if you're going to surmount the numbers difference, you know, you've got to be able to bring, bring, bring home the, the golds and the silvers. Definitely. Uh, and then the last wrestling note I wanted to touch on was uh, we also did have the Reno Tournament of Champions down in Reno, Nevada. Uh, this was for the elite wrestlers. And, you know, it was a handful of, of competitors going around uh, it, really the top teams. Right. You know, yeah. Blackfoot w- went there. Coeur d'Alene went there. Um, Alyssa Randles of Coeur d'Alene wins a 126 pound championship. Yeah, beating a girl no, from Nevada. She's, she's legit. Yeah, she's legit, yeah. and that's a great tournament. Um, I mean, that tournament's been around, you know, longer than I have, and it's always been a, a very high quality affair. And you know, the teams—if you get invited to the to TOC down there—that's that's a, a big time event. Um, you know, my high school went a, f- a few times. Um, you know, back in the day, I don't want to date myself or anything, but you know, you can go down there and compete and win a championship. That's really saying something. And Alyssa Randall's is a, is a phenomenal wrestler. Obviously the pedigree there with her dad, you know, who's a principal at Coeur d'Alene high school, but her brother, I mean, he's wrestling collegiately as well. So, um, there's her, her uncle was my high school coach. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a definite pedigree there in that family that, you know, there's a lot of pride that's taken in wrestling. 
Yeah, back in 2014 when you were down there competing at the TOC, right, Ryan? 2014. My 20-year <laughs> high school reunions this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, okay. I'll be coaching. <laughs> but, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> if you think I'm that young, I'll take it, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're only as old as you feel, right? I was trying to give you a little layup there, and uh, yeah. instead, instead I may act immature, but <laughs> it's, instead you took the most difficult shot there is the deep two. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, speaking of uh, deep twos, uh, basketball highlights from the past week. Um, you know, we're not going to spend a ton of time talking about them because we spent so much time talking about them last week, but boy, the Lake city boys just continue to roll. They went over to the, the Curtis winter classic and, and ran rough shot through everybody. Uh, Washington and Oregon schools were their post falls, uh, was also there competing. And, uh, even though it didn't go the way the Trojans wanted it to, uh, they're going to be a lot better for it. They had some tight games. They had an overtime loss. Um, so post falls is going to come out of this thing really battle tested, but the story is Lake city. They beat the hosts from Curtis in the championship by a score of 77 to 65. So it really wasn't yeah. even close. Um, and, and for fans that may not know what type of win is that? What kind of program is Curtis Washington? Curtis is generally a pretty decent program. I mean, in that, that conference, I mean, you play any of the city schools over on the West side, you know, you generally have, I mean, they're all, Let's just put, I mean, a 4A school in Washington is the equivalent of 5A in Idaho. And I'd actually say the the enrollment's a little bit elevated in Washington. Um, so, I mean, you're looking generally most 4A schools in, in the state of Washington on that side of the state are all over 2,000 kids. Um, so, I mean, that's a, that's a, and it's a program that's got, has a history of having a pretty successful basketball program. So for, for Lake city to win over Curtis in that, in that tournament's big. I mean, that's a huge win for the T-Wolves. And if you've been living under a rock, um, they're really stinking good this year. And that lineup, they got production all the way through it. And, and you know, it doesn't surprise me that they won that tournament just because they placed – they've really kind of changed – we talked about it, like we said, in depth last week, but they've changed how they approach. And I just look at the unselfishness in that lineup. Um, and then they just played more physical. And now that they're, they're playing that kind of brand of basketball – it just they're making they're feasting on the on the turnovers too on the defensive end getting those transition buckets on offense coming back the other way and it's a yeah it's it's making for an exciting season and it's it's setting up to be a, a really you know could be a really special run for that lake city team yeah and so curtis high is the defending 4a champs uh in washington they're really oh. good <laughs> A, yeah. a four A school in Washington is that like a five A school in Idaho? Mm -hmm. Okay, I would say yeah, it's five A, but it's like the top half of five A. So it would be the equivalent enrollment wise. It would be you're looking at like the Timberlines, um, the the Mountain Views, the I mean, I guess Post Falls would be up there on the enrollment scale in the state of Idaho, like the Madisons, those type of schools that are on the bigger end of five A. That's four A in Washington because three A is I, I want to say three A in Washington is twelve hundred and up. Um, for enrollment size so you're looking like 1200 to, to 1600 is 3a or you know it's a really small kind of band but 3a and 4a are pretty similar in size but 4a is the one that's kind of got the unlimited cap on it for sure so curtis is the defending team champ and then they've also got they've got a kid that's legit point guard zoom diallo uh he's being recruited by gonzaga ucla arizona Really, the Arizona's best. got a really good shot at getting him too. But yeah, he's a he's going to be a legit player. He's a Pac-12 player. Yeah, he's he's legit. 
well, as a UCLA fan, I'll, I'll give the pitch right here that, hey, you want to go play in the league? You got to be able to defend, and you're going to learn how to defend under Mick Cronin at UCLA. So just saying, if you want to brush <laughs> well, up you got on like Johnny guys. Juzang. I mean, like there's been some good guards that have gone through at UCLA. So, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a pedigree that's set up. I mean, obviously, Gonzaga's Gonzaga, and you can kind of walk into any gym in the Pacific Northwest, and they're going to know who you are. Um, but, yeah, that's – I mean, he's, he's a legit recruit for a reason. But I'm telling you, Colton Mitchell, man, I'm telling you, like – I don't know who's doing the ratings and everything on that kid, but there are some serious people sleeping on Colton Mitchell. And, and if, if he's going to end up staying at, at ISU, they got an absolute freaking steal picking up Colton. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun to continue to chart this Lake City team as they uh, maneuver through their season. But, man, cl- cleaning up at the Curtis Winter Classic over there in Tacoma, pretty outstanding uh performance yeah. for sure so uh and you got lapway uh, coming up with a big game too and gosh there's some some big tournaments coming up through the yes. break too yeah the annual la vista tournament coming up in lewiston uh kind of the highlight there um you know moscow lewiston prairie lapway are all going to be there competing um a lot of the district one schools are kind of competing in tournaments this week and we'll get to that in a second yep. uh other quick highlights from the weekend uh, we saw the Sandpoint girls take care of business against Lewiston pretty convincingly, 67 to 40. Uh, yeah, the Sandpoint girls. I don't know. I, I told you both. I think both Bulldog teams are going to be the, the the ones to take the four at Earth to State from the North. I, I said that at the beginning, and I, I'm still standing by it right now. Okay. And then, you know, the Sandpoint boys didn't have as – as good of a time playing Lewiston, right? They they fall 70 to 37, but uh, you know, it's a high octane Lewiston team for sure. That Lewiston uh, team's underrated. There, there, people are sleeping on them a little bit. I think that Lewiston team's pretty dang good. Yeah, we kind of, yeah, I think we, you know, we kind of look at Lake City, Coeur d'Alene as the two top teams, but yeah, Lew- Lewiston's right there too, for sure. Um, you had the annual uh, border battle, Pullman and Moscow uh, played each other. Uh, was a draw. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Pullman's Pullman. really good. They beat Lewiston last week too. So yeah, there's don't feel bad if you're Moscow. Yeah, the Pull, the Pullman boys won pretty handily. Um, but the Moscow girls got a win, which is good. Yeah. So no, and you know, going back to that Pullman team, like I mean, it's it's a good test because like you look at they played some of the North Idaho teams. Um, that's a that's a state caliber team. Craig Brantner is the coach at Pullman for the Greyhounds, and he does a great job, and he's won multiple state titles and state runner ups with that program. Um, you know, so to, to play that team tough, like, you know, that, you know, if you're in those games, that's, that's saying something that if you're able to play and pace yourself with that team, cause that, this is their year. I think this is the year that, you know, they're looking at this group of kids that they could really make some noise in the state tournament with that Pullman lineup. So that's a, you know, Lewiston to, to lose to them and Moscow Lewis and it's not really nothing to, to be too disappointed in yourself in. <laughs> Right. I'm giving you a cross um, state line in, 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 insight, but yeah. No, that that's why I love picking your brain about this because you know the Washington side of it like really well. So it, it gives me a good gauge on you know yeah. how impressive was that. So um yes. Yeah, and you'll certainly. get Clarkston at the Avista tournament too, which is an, another two A team that's pretty competitive. So um, you know, and then you get Pendleton, Oregon's gonna be there at that tournament as well. So there's some decent teams. I think it's a little bit more balanced than it's been in years past. I don't think you're necessarily I mean, the premier programs that are there, obviously Lapway and Lewiston on the boys' side. I look at that and 
but if you got Prairie and Lapway on the girls' side, and I mean, there's there's some good competition between the two of them. Obviously, we saw that you know a couple weeks ago. But um, Prairie girls, I mean, I'm still picking them to win the, the White Pine. But some people might sneeze at me a little bit. But yeah, no, there's a there's some good games going on. Lapway's taking on Baker City on boys basketball too. So um, yeah, there's there's a lot to happen. There's a lot to munch on the next couple weeks of of hoops because I think we'll have a game here in North Idaho before we do the next prep cast as well. Uh, yes, we definitely will. So, uh, yes, is believe you completely froze up, or I froze up. Uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> so, West and and I'm not sure if it's alert to that. It's going to be at Treasure Valley. Community College in Ontario, or Lapway and Baker uh, from Nampa uh, down in the Treasure Valley, and they are taking on uh, another Oregon opponent who escapes me uh, at this point. I can't remember who it is, but anyways, I think the best game is going to be the first game. I'll tell you that. So that'll be on Wednesday night. I don't know what happened on my end, but like you froze up, you froze up super bad there, (laughs) so I only caught like the back half of that. So, oh no! I don't know if it was on my end or on your end. Okay, I've, <laughs> maybe I've got too many tabs open. Uh, okay, now my computer's chiming a billion times. Okay, uh, yeah, my computer is screaming for help. Uh, <laughs> quiet, you! All right, uh, I was talking about. Usually, it's me oh with the problem, so I'm glad it's not me this time. <laughs> oh my gosh! There's just a train of error messages popping up on my computer right now okay uh i was talking about how lapway is going to play in this pacific northwest showcase event i'm not sure if it's a nike event like it was at nic um, but they're going to play baker uh high the baker bulldogs they're i believe the two-time defending champions in their classification in oregon Uh, that's the first game wednesday night and then valley view will tip off against another oregon opponent in the second game i think that lapway baker game is going to be the best game though the the first game yeah no, absolutely. I mean, you got two, two, I think, blue chip programs um, from respective states. That's going to be a really great game. I like I like that matchup, and I like the chance that, you know, Coach Eastman gets to go play another, um, you know, high-quality, high-caliber opponent, especially after losing that game that they were supposed to play against Linden, um, being able to have another one before Christmas, and then that Avista tournament obviously is going to bode well, especially for the max preps ratings. Yes. Yeah, that'll help them certainly as they – uh, continue to pile up the wins, right? They've got the longest winning streak in the state of Idaho. I think it's top 25 still nationally as well. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe they'll, maybe they'll be the unanimous number one this week in the next coaches poll as opposed to victory charter getting a vote. <laughs> Sorry. Right. I can't say that without laughing, but that's no offense to victory charter, but I don't know how they got a number one vote over Lapway, but all right, you do you. Yeah, you know, it's probably the victory coach voting for his own team. I don't know. That happens sometimes in our coaches' polls. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyways, you can you can see those coaches' polls on the homepage at idahosports.com. All right, basketball, it's taking place this week. We've got a lot of teams that are on the road competing in various tournaments. Let's start uh, on the girls' side because there's more girls' action. Post Falls is at the Gisa winter shootout in uh east wenatchee washington 
Coeur d'Alene is at the Tarkanian Classic in Las Vegas. I think they actually get to play in Orleans Arena uh, today. As we're recording yeah. this, they'll play at like 4.30 this afternoon, um, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's where like the Pac-12 tournament is held every year, is at the Orleans Arena. So that's pretty cool. And then well, the WDC um, tournament is held there. The Pac-12 is at the T-Mobile Arena, which is the big one down on the strip. But Oh, yeah. right. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Um, UCLA- Orleans, Orleans is yeah where they host the WCC tournament every year. Yes, UCLA played there last year uh, as part of the – I don't even remember. But they, they played Gonzaga at the Orleans Arena. That's what yeah. was stuck in my head. Um, okay, so – and then you've got Lake City at the Nike Tournament of Champions in Phoenix, Arizona. And how about this? All three teams go 3-0 and yesterday. Like we yeah. – like, like there was any doubt, right? Yeah. Uh, this right. is pretty <laughs> – to me, the most impressive win – just by sheer margin of victory was post falls. They beat Wenatchee 65 to 15 skags. So yeah, no, that post falls girls team is good. I mean, Wenatchee is, has their, their issues, but they're, uh, you know, they're, I mean, a decent sized school in the state of Washington. So, I mean, you're getting a victory like that over any school um, with over 1500 kids. That's, that's impressive. And um, it's the margin of victory that, that Trojans lineup is, is good. I think that they play a really, really good brand of team basketball. Obviously Capri Sims is, is showing out and, uh, she earned her national signing day commitment to, to central Washington. But, um, there's some, some other contributors in that lineup that, that really show up for our, for our colleague, uh, coach. And he's, he's doing a great job. I think in his first year, he's really showing up and doing, doing a really quality job with that program. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the leading scorer last night was Mackenzie Mitley, and she's a sophomore. Um, in 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 his quote to the Coeur d'Alene Press, uh, our IdahoSports.com colleague and the Post Falls girls basketball coach Brian Hall, he said, "We still haven't played our best game yet, and we still won by 50. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. Scary. It's like Post Falls. They're per, they're like one of those. Teams, oh, they're perennially young." Right, they always have like these youngsters that show up in their lineup, and there's like oh, they're all, we're always young, and it's like we don't understand how. It's like, well, does it matter at this point? You're really good, so um, you can be young and still be successful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just nuts. <laughs> uh, all right, um, Lake City. Let's talk about them next. They went and played Linwood, California, and won again pretty convincingly, seventy to fifty-one. The final. Um, it was uh, Sophia Zufelt leading the way with 24 points in the victory. And now they play Lakeside, uh, which is from Seattle. They'll play them today Ooh. at 3.30. So this will be that's a pretty usually good- a pretty good team. Yeah, that's usually a pretty good program, uh, the 4A program for over in the west side. Yeah, no, that's going to be a good game. Yeah, that's going to be a really good test for Coach yeah. Anderson and and the Timberwolves. So, well, I mean, and Sophia's a solid. I mean, she's been shooting the lights out, especially from the perimeter. I know she's really worked on her long range game and she's a pretty dynamic guard for the T Wolves. And then obviously you've got, you know, the wing Avery Waddington plays super well for them as well. And I mean, that lineup, there's any given night, somebody's going to go off for, for 20 and just get their buckets. So um, I like, that's a good test. I think that's going to be a great game for them and we'll see what happens. I think the T Wolves will, I mean, both boys and girls have been looking super tough this year, so um, it could be a uh, a decent decent winter sports season for for the Coeur d'Alene schools, especially Coeur d'Alene High School is looking pretty good lately too. Yes, uh, Z- uh, Zufelt made five three pointers yesterday in the yeah. win, so 
Yeah, pretty uh, pretty epic stuff there. And then Coeur d'Alene played at the Tarkanian Classic. They played Fountain Fort Carson, Colorado, and won 46-29. to 29. They will play at the Orleans Arena today, as I said, uh, against Vanden High from California. So. Huh? I know nothing about California basketball, so good luck to the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, I, I know Coach Simons. She likes her team, and, and they, they she's got some ballers on that team too. So, including her own daughter. Um, but yeah, that that lineup they're looking uh, they're looking good. And that I mean, like I said, this this IEL schedule is going to be absolutely bananas, uh, night in and night out when they they start league play. Yeah, uh, they so. Tegan Colvin led the way with 17 points in the win yesterday for Coeur d'Alene. It's going to be a battle of Vikings, Ryan. It's the Vanden Vikings from, from Fairfield, California. They're seven and four on the season and they won their first round game at the Targanian classic by 10, 67 to 57 over. And this just sounds like one of those basketball academies. Uh, this is from Nevada. They beat democracy prep Agassiz campus. <laughs> It's like what was the Bishop Sycamore? <laughs> the fake school. <laughs> oh, they're playing next, and then they're gonna play. Are they gonna play ITT Tech next week? It's, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, speaking speak, speaking of ITT Tech, not too far away, but uh, shout out to Parker Pettit, Sandpoint quarterback for signing MIT. MIT. Yeah, yeah. No, Parker, and he's a great kid. Um, he's got great parents too. Um, listens, they obviously listen to the pod, the prep cast a lot, but, um, yeah, to, to get an academic ride to MIT. I mean, obviously we knew he's a 4.3 GPA kid, 1520 on his SAT, just a brilliant kid, but a good kid. Um, yeah. Sign letter of intent to go to MIT and congratulations to him. That's, that's awesome. And I know that he was, you know, trying to field offers, but he looked long-term and, you know, you get a, you get a degree from MIT, as an engineer, you're going to be uh, setting yourself up for success later in life. And, you know, football's just a game. He still gets to play it. But at the same time, he gets to study at one of the top, you know, universities in the in the world. So that's that's saying something. That's awesome. And he, he's destined for big and bright things post yeah. uh, education career wise. I mean, sky's my brother, my brother in law is an engineer. I've already told him to hire him. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. He's like, works. I don't know if I can afford him if he's going to MIT. But yeah. <laughs> well, that works out pretty well. So, so yeah, we were talking about the Coeur d'Alene girls. Uh, they beat Fountain Fort Carson 46 to 29. Uh, I, I have a story about Fa Fountain Fort Carson. So a couple of years ago, Ryan, I lived in uh, Nebraska. I lived in this yeah. uh, town called Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. There was a junior college there, uh, Western Nebraska Community College. And I was basically the, the voice of the JUCO, you know, all the sports. I had the play-by-play -play on the radio for all of them. And I traveled with the team. And so... Uh, I first got there in, in like the start of the new year, January. So the season had already started. So I'm kind of this new guy awkwardly trying to like find my footing while the team is in the middle of the season. The The women's basketball coach was like a legend. You know, he's got like over 600 career wins, but like a real grade A a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he did, he did one of those Vince Lombardi things where like, I asked him, I'm like, Hey, what time is the bus leaving? Cause you know, I travel with the team and uh he goes, oh, yeah, the bus is going to leave at 1030. Okay. Well, the bus left at 1025 as I was pulling into the parking lot. <laughs> oh, you know what? If you're not five minutes early, you're late. So I had to drive myself. The game was in Colorado. I had to drive myself like, and, and the way it works is kind of like the Pac-12. You'll play a game Friday. 
and then you'll play a game Saturday. And so they were playing one night in one Colorado town. And then the next night, you know, a couple hours away, still in Colorado. So I had to drive myself. <laughs> I get there, do the game. I realized that I forgot to pack my, my phone charger uh, my, for the car. So my phone was almost dead. It's the middle of the night. I'm in rural Colorado where there's like nothing but like empty fields around. I'm trying to like use my GPS, but at the same time, like preserve my battery. And so finally I'm like, I'm just going to have to stop at the next town I get to. I'm going to have to stop for the night, get a hotel and charge my phone and regroup in the morning and figure out where, where the heck I am and where I'm going. The town I stopped in fountain Fort Carson. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) That brings it all back to, what we were discussing currently so anyway that's 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 a funny that's a good story (laughs) there's 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 not much going on at fountain fort carson let me tell you so obviously there's basketball at least (laughs) yeah hey if you're good enough to go to the tarkanian classic then you know you're probably you're probably doing all right um okay let's talk about uh some other basketball highlights from the non-5a division over the weekend, Priest River hosted the Santa Shootout. It might be my favorite holiday-themed tournament name. We talked about this last week. I think that's time. a Mel Gibson movie, isn't it? <laughs> I have no idea. Is it? <laughs> there's there's a new movie that he did where he like Santa like turns heel and ends up like killing people and yeah, like I don't know. I saw the previews of it. Okay, I, yeah, you yeah. have to look it up. It looks terrible, but also looks like a movie that i might need to watch okay so here's yeah here's the uh 2020 it's called fat man yes there it is fat man (laughs) and here's here's the description a rowdy unorthodox santa claus is fighting to save his declining business (laughs) and i think it's because he gave like a lump of coal to a kid and the kid turned into like this villain like that was what set him off and so he's under attack by a villainous child that grew up to hate the fat man. <laughs> uh, speak, speaking of like... Uh, so, no. Santa shootout. Sorry, that's a crazy tangent, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm going to I'm gonna go even further. Have, have you seen the previews for, the, for this movie that came out this year? That came out uh, like a month ago. It was called Violent Night. <laughs> <laughs> I only... I, I only know this because they they showed the preview for it like 50 billion times during NFL games um, yeah. on Sundays. Um, but it's just like this, like, it's almost like, like Die Hard, but it's like with Santa Claus. Or it's like it's just, John Wick, but it's Santa. Yeah, basically. And like, <laughs> it's like the cheesiest lines in, in the trailer. It's just like, he's on the phone talking to like this little Deck girl. The holes. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's like, he's like, you tell him Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> there's other ones that i won't say on on the spreadcast that for purposes of keeping my job so (laughs) you know maybe we do a spin-off podcast where we review terrible movies i'm in sign me up zardoz number one on the list that is a mount rushmore bad movie if you've never seen it don't man we yeah i don't know We've we've gone way off the rails here, but that's fine because uh think Sean Connery in a speedo the entire <laughs> movie. Wow. That's pretty epic. Uh so, so anyway, Santa shootout. So anyways, Santa shootout. 
uh priest river hosts uh the santa shootout there's a boys competition and a girls competition little little four-team tournament it was priest river it was clark fork it was genesis prep and it was north idaho christian which is not an ihsaa school but still pretty good school they they play in the private it would be competitive uh, at one one yeah d2 absolutely yeah so on the girls side we ended up with a championship matchup of uh, it was North Idaho Christian and Clark Fork and the Royals of North Idaho Christian win pretty easily 50 to 20. So Clark Fork, the Wampus Cats take second place there. And then in the boys competition in our championship, we had again, North Idaho Christian and Clark Fork. And again, or excuse me, uh, that was the third place game. Uh, Clark Fork lost in overtime 74 to 65. And then in the championship, we had Priest River and Genesis Prep and the Spartans defeat the Jaguars 52 to 39. So congrats to North Idaho Christian girls, Priest River boys, your Santa shootout champs. Yeah, kind of a, um, I don't want to say a mishmash of teams, but definitely not the teams that I would expect to see, you know, in a, in a, in a December tournament i mean i guess like it's kind of like a mixture of who's available and um you know north idaho christian i think needs to look at going one like to be an ihsa school but i mean they play in that mountain christian league and they pretty much dominate it most years um which if you're not familiar with that in this area it's a mixture of washington and idaho private christian schools um but north idaho christian could compete like at the at the 1ad2 level they would be pretty competitive um, for both programs, especially on the boys' side. Um, I know of a few kids that are on that team that, you know, can play ball, and some of them tend to leak over to other schools like Genesis Prep. Um, <clears throat> some will end up, like, on the JV team at, like, Lake City or Coeur d'Alene. But um, it's uh, – a yeah, I think the wins there for both those programs is pretty cool. I mean, like, especially you get to see teams that don't necessarily play in league play um, be show up and be competitive in a tournament, especially against the, you know, two-way program in Priest River. Um, yeah, pretty good for them. And state qualifier, obviously, in, in Clark Fork. So that's a, a good good job for both those teams. Definitely. Yeah, there's a number of those private Christian schools up there. Uh, there's Immaculate Conception Academy. Uh, there's a new one that just opened this year, Coeur de Christ Academy. Yeah. Have you heard about this one? Uh-uh. No, there's a there's a few of them. There's like North Idaho Christian. There's Christian Center School, um, Summit Academy. There's a there's a bunch. Of, there's a like a bunch of private schools up here that probably would be pretty competitive. You could see it like you do kind of down south with a lot of those charter schools. But um, yeah, I mean, we saw it with St. John Bosco shows up and like they're they're competitive. So I mean, it wouldn't be out of the stretch of imagination that some of these schools can play. Yeah, Court of Christ. It's a brand new academy. It just opened this fall. The uh, principal, headmaster, whatever you want to call it, uh, athletic director, is uh, Kellen Clemens, the former Oregon Duck and NFL quarterback. So, Really? Yes. There's a Lake City football position open that he could apply for. <laughs> there is. Yes, Coach Brian Fulp uh, did, did resign from the Lake City position. I mean, it's just... Oh, I didn't know he was in the area. That's interesting. Yeah. Yes. And, and you know, with coach Fulp, he did a great job at Lake city. Um, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't just look at the wins and losses um, because think about this league, the last couple of years, Coeur d'Alene, post falls, yeah. Lewiston, all playoff caliber teams. So uh, it's, it's easy to get lost in the wash as the fourth team in a four team league and in a lot of sports. And it just so happened Lake city was the fourth in football, but 
Um, and it's a program that I, you know, historically we look at the success that had been had previously in the two thousands and the early part of the, the, the decades there. I mean, it's a, it's a school you can go and win. Um, obviously you're seeing a lot of the kids now that come out of middle school are opting. If they're going to play football, they tend to opt to Coeur d'Alene. Um, you know, and then a lot of the kids that want to play basketball, some of them tend to opt to Lake city. I mean, so your soccer especially is now drawing and it's, you know, the, with the enrollment the way it is in Coeur d'Alene, you can tend to choose where you want to go. Um, so it, but it's a, I think it's a place you can win. I mean, the facilities are great. There's athletes in the school. There's kids that can play. So, I mean, if you're a coach just kind of going on my soapbox of football, it can be a place that you can go play and win, especially with the history that's there for that program. I mean, Coach Troxel had himself an absolute machine for, you know, 15, 20 years. And, uh, you know, so it'll be interesting to see who they bring in. And I'd love to see them hit a home run higher and uh, bring somebody in that turns that program around. Because it'd be, I mean, competitive Lake City and a competitive Coeur d'Alene with those Lewis and Postfall teams, that's, that's just good for football in the state of Idaho. A lot of good juice there in the IEL for sure. All right, three final notes, I promise, and then we'll we'll get out of here. Go ahead. Okay. First note is <laughs> last no, night. No more movie reviews. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. You know, we're not we're not gonna do a we're not gonna do a show next week. It's the holidays. You know, it's gonna be. I'm broadcasting. Yeah. Yeah, good. you know, we're gonna be broadcasting. It's gonna be just a nice week off between Christmas and New Year's for us. There won't be that much going on to recap necessarily. So sure. uh yeah, we're gonna take next week off for the holidays, come back with the new year. Uh okay, so uh two games I wanted to highlight from last night. One boys, one girls. Girls basketball, Prairie defeats Potlatch. This was a game that was supposed to be played on Saturday. There was uh as happens this time of year, sickness ran through Prairie. Um, and in a small school like that, especially it can wipe out, you know, a good chunk of your basketball team. So Prairie had to postpone a couple of games last week, including a game on Saturday with potlatch. They said, you know, by Monday we should be better. So they played last night and Prairie wins, but that's not the the lead. The lead is Kristen Wemhoff, a triple double, 17 points, 11 assists, 10 steals. Have yourself a night. Yeah, that's awesome. So no, great job. And I like, like I said, I like that Prairie girls team this year. Um, I think that they, they brought back a lot of pieces, obviously from that state runner up team last year, but um, yeah, Wim Hof is, she's the best player in the, in the conference, in my opinion, obviously, but um, to see the triple double come from the, that's the unlikely like combination assist steal points. Like usually it's points, rebounds, and then either steals blocks or something like that. But like, that's a, that's have yourself a game. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations to Kristen Wemhoff and the Prairie Pirates. And then there was a boys game last night. Lakeland played Timberlake and I ended up watching quite a bit of this game. Uh, it was, it was pretty entertaining. Uh, it was a back and forth affair. Basically it's tied 72 all. There's about 15 seconds left. Lakeland has the ball. They, they set up a little play for Scotty Hawking. He catches it at the uh, right elbow, lets it fly and goes through the net as time expires and then, you know, it just gets mobbed by his teammates. And uh, so Lakeland wins 74-72 on basically a buzzer beater from Scotty Hawking. Way to go. Yeah. So shoot or shoot, man. Give him the – he got the green light, pulled the trigger. That's a that's a good win for the Hawks. And, um, you know, like I said, and that, that Timberlake team we talked about at the beginning of the year, Timberlake and, and Bonners Ferry, it's going to be interesting to see how things turn out in the IML with only a two-team league. 
Um, and then especially with Bonner's Ferry on the girls' side too, Bonner's Ferry got a pretty tough rash of injuries there uh, in the last couple of weeks. So it'll be interesting to see how things kind of turn up in that in that three A side of things. Um, but a good win for Lakeland. I think they kind of needed that win to right the ship a little bit that had been kind of listing a little bit the last few weeks. Yes. And so then uh, looking ahead to what's going to take place next week between uh, Christmas and New Year's, uh, there's there's a lot of action. You've got uh, Lakeland and Bonners Ferry going over to Spokane to play in the West Valley Holiday Classic. Um, You've got Cameo. going down to play in the truckstop.com tournament that's hosted by new Plymouth. You've got the Avista holiday tournament that we talked about in Lewiston, uh, Sandpoint making their big trip out to the big Island, the Punahona invitational in Hawaii that we just couldn't <laughs> scrape together the funds to go cover Ryan, but yeah, so, so. Know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Come on, Logan, um, where you at on that one with the advertising. So. <laughs> <laughs> We've got, uh, <laughs> we've got <laughs> sorry don't to throw logan under the bus we love logan <laughs> <laughs> we're just burning we're napalming all those bridges this week uh okay <laughs> <laughs> we have we have this little mini series with deary and kendrick and clearwater valley hosting sitka alaska this is the weekend next week will be the week when sitka alaska flies down for three games boys and girls um and then we've got in in boys basketball kind of a little three game set between post falls Coeur d'Alene, lake city they'll all be hosting teams from the treasure valley bishop kelly eagle and meridian and so uh our first north idaho game nights of the year ryan are going to be those three games uh we're going to park at post falls high and we'll catch every team as they come through uh, to play post falls, but <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I'll, I'll be on the call for the first game on, oh, sorry. I'm so <laughs> excited. I can't even get it out. Um, I'll be on the call on the, the edge first... of our seat. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I'll be on the call. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be on the call for a rowdy. It's going for Christmas. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the first game will be when, uh, Tuesday night, the 27th post falls will host Bishop Kelly. I will be on the call for that game. And then you're going to take the reins for the next two Wednesday night, the 28th post falls will be hosting Meridian. Or yes. Is that the last game? Yeah. Meridian uh, and then Eagle or is yes. it Eagle then Meridian? Let me double check. I don't want to give you. I know I'm, I'm confused. Now. I, I okay, want to, it's, I know it's Eagle. It's Eagle and Meridian. And then Thursday, the 29th at 1 p.m., it's a day game, so Meridian can get home at a decent hour. It'll be Meridian against Post Falls. But uh, all three oh, of those man. boys' basketball games will be for you. Video coverage on idahosports.com. Yeah, you can catch those games with Brandon Fury and myself. Uh, we'll be on the call for those ones, so looking forward to that. And Brandon um, loves basketball, so I think this is going to be uh, a good little tandem, him and I, doing this the games this season coming up especially down the stretch towards playoffs but yeah and then uh i'm excited for for the month of january i'm looking forward to that schedule so there's going to be some some juicy bits in that one yeah stay tuned uh to idahosports.com across the top of the homepage, you'll see a tab called game streams you can click on that to see what we have planned in terms of broadcasts into the new year so all right uh we went a little long but that's okay because we're not doing a show next week ryan 
Merry Christmas. Happy Merry New Christmas to you as well. Yeah. And uh, safe travels on your way up here. So, because I know you're going to be house hunting and all that fun stuff. So hopefully that works out well for you. Um, we're going to turn the heat on for you on Sunday. And I think the weather's going to hit 40 this weekend at the end, tail end of the weekend. Because if you come up tomorrow, it's going to be freezing your, yeah, yeah. You know what? Snowballs off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We are, we are towing that line today. We are towing that line. <laughs> What's Paul going to do? Dock my pay? <laughs> oh, you know what the nice thing is? We start the new year with a fresh slate. So, you know. Yeah, maybe a new broadcaster. <laughs> Send in your applications to no. We're just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Editor at IdahoSports.com. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, Merry Christmas, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Too. Yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas to everybody that uh, tunes in each week. Uh, we will see you uh, the first week of January, the new year. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll see you in 2023 on the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com.